Hey y'all, welcome to Seducated, the podcast using business, lifestyle, and marketing. Giving you real perspective and inspiration to help feed your entrepreneurial soul. Our podcast is dedicated to helping you succeed in your business through empowerment and growth. And I'm your Seducated host, Sheila Ellis Glasper and the owner of SEG Media Collective. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of Seducated. We are so excited to have our very special guest today, Adrian Herrera, the owner of A1 Films. We are so excited to have him here today and drop some nuggets today for you guys. And actually, um, Adrian and I go way back, all the way back to Ross Elementary and Holland Park High School in Topeka, Kansas. He's been grinding it out with his independent film and video production company, A1 Films. And I'm just going to let him talk about his company and give you guys just a synopsis of what A1 Films is and what you guys do. Yeah, no, I appreciate you having me on. I was very excited uh, when you asked to do this because I love doing stuff like this. So I appreciate it. And we got the Highland Park connection. But um, so A1 Films is a full service video production company. Um, I started it when I was... I'm talking, you know, 13, 14, I, I named my first video like an A1 production because A1 is my nickname. And so when I went to college, I went to college for a video and I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I went and got my master's degree after college basketball playing career. And um, when I did a documentary on Highland Park, my old high school and the basketball team, it won a national award. And that's when I realized, OK, this is what I'm best at. This is this is what I need to pursue as a career. And so um, I started to, I didn't do A1 Films yet. I didn't do A1 Productions full-time yet. I got into filmmaking as a, as a filmmaker full-time, working for companies. And it wasn't until almost uh, about a year and a half ago, I uh, rebranded instead of A1 Productions. Um, I started my full-time production company, A1 Films. I left my corporate job. And so we're uh, a full-service video production company. I'm the owner and I'm also uh, a freelance cinematographer. And so there's two ways that I, I do business is direct to client and that's to A1 Films. When I uh, hire a crew, I'm the director, I'm the cinematographer, I'm the editor, and then I hire a crew to help shoot and anything else for the production. Um, And that's when I do the full service video production company. But then there are times where I just freelance as a cinematographer, like for example, me and you have, we worked and you hire me just as a shooter. I come, I light, I help you fulfill your vision as a director and a producer. And then I hand off the footage to you and you do your thing with it. And so- But y'all, he's he's being modest. He is way (laughs) more than a shooter. I mean, you have to check out his YouTube because he gives some really cool um, tips and information. um, And the way he presents it is in such a, a way that people can really, I think, digest that information and it makes sense. But um, he has a whole video about the lighting setup he did on the last shoot that we did at the end of last year. And um, it was so impressive. And just to be (laughs) able to sit back and watch him work as an artist, you know, and setting up the lighting and, and just everything, it's just it's really awesome to just be able to see that. And so uh, Adrian is being modest. He's much more than that. He's like a, a for real artist. And so um, I do yeah, believe that like cinematography is an art form and yeah. um, and storytelling is an art form, obviously. And so um, as with A1 Films, I do a lot of short films as well, uh, like for passion projects uh, when I'm not doing work for clients. And then as a cinematographer, 
Uh, and that's the storytelling part. And as a cinematographer, I try to tell the story with lighting and with shadows and try to elevate the story um, for the clients, you know, when I don't have any kind of, um, I don't have any input on the actual story, I can help tell the story better through lighting as a freelance cinematographer. And uh, yeah, I love it. I love it. I, I do feel like I'm an artist as a cinematographer because I'm painting pictures, you know, with uh, frames, so. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. So you guys can definitely tell that Adrian is passionate about what he's doing. And um, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you definitely have to be passionate about it. Right. And right. so, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> yeah. or you're not going to be an entrepreneur. Right. Because it ain't easy. And, yep. you know, um, it's interesting. You know, we're talking today um, in April, in the middle of April and um 2020 has been an interesting year so far (laughs) and we've got you know COVID-19 going on you know and it's affecting the whole world it's a it's a worldwide pandemic that's going on right now and so we'll get into some of that as well Um, but one of the first questions I want to ask you Adrian is you kind of talked a little bit about how you left your corporate job to yep. pursue this business full time. Um, can you tell us just what it was that moment of faith over fear that made you take that jump or leap to become a full-time entrepreneur? Oh yeah, vivid, a vivid uh, point in my life where uh, it became real faith, you know, over fear to pursue full-time. So my story is kind of unique. Uh, I was working for, right out of college, I worked for a small agency, really niche agency, and that's where I really grinded my teeth and kind of excelled quickly and learned more about like uh, the techniques and things and about lighting and cameras. And then my next job, I wanted to get on bigger production, so I worked for a global company um, here in Kansas City, and I'm not going to say the name, but you know, multiple campuses, you know, you know, thousands of people work for this company, and um, and so that was my opportunity to work on bigger productions so I could get kind of a multifaceted experience because I knew the next step in my career was to build my own video production company. I just knew that was, I had kind of decided that in my heart like two years prior to even taking that job. Uh, but I was just kind of kind of waiting, kind of scared. I'm not kind of scared. I was scared because I have a family. I have a wife to provide for it. And I've never seen anybody, you know, start their own video production company or I don't have a lot of entrepreneurs in my family. And so, um, when I was at that company, I had realized that it just wasn't really a good fit. And it wasn't that company wasn't a good fit necessarily. It was working for somebody and working in a corporate structure just was, was not me. I had realized that I had an entrepreneurial mindset and I was trying to like use that in this corporate environment and it just was not working. And so we had a ton of creative, creative differences, I would say. And, you know, when I would change something up or try something new, I would get in trouble for it. And I'm just like, you know, why? Like, it shouldn't be like this in filmmaking. Filmmaking is uh, experimental. It's uh, it's pragmatic where you have to solve problems on the go. And every time I would try to do something, I would get in trouble. So I ended up getting fired about a year and a couple months into that job. And wow. yeah, but the crazy thing is, is that a month before that, I was uh, sitting at my desk and I was just thinking like, man, I was, I was actually praying. There would be moments where I just kind of lean in when people, I just yeah, think I'm sometimes chilling, you got but to. I'm just praying <laughs> and I'm praying like, and I had been praying before, but this particular day I was just praying like, Lord, I'm not happy in this job. Um, I know I'm not happy. I'm not content and I'm not giving, you know, I'm not giving my all to it. Like, is there any way you get me out of this situation? I'm not ready to start my own business. I don't think I have enough savings. But I, 
tell me what to do. I don't know what to do. And it, it was probably like, you know, a month later to where I got, I got let go. And that was my answer to prayer. I didn't know it at the, at the time, but I went home. Obviously I was devastated. I felt like I let my family down. I mean, it was, you know, I've never been fired before. So it was a humbling experience, but me and my wife, we talked about it, we prayed about it. And I, you know, I just gave myself a day, just kind of lick my wounds, you know, and, um, mm-hmm. and cry with my wife and just like, I knew it was coming because like, you know, it just signs like a week before, uh, you know, I had a meeting scheduled. It was just weird. It was really weird. And um, so the next day, you know, I told my wife like this, if, if this opportunity right here, I would never get a chance like this again. You know, I had severance pay. We, we were actually saving up to buy a car. We had like $6,000 in the bank. And then my wife's business had just picked up. She runs a daycare. And so we had all these things like kind of line up perfectly for this moment. And I said, if I don't take this moment to start my business, I will never start my business. And that was in 2018, about uh, August, October. And you know, I heard something recently, which like sums up exactly how I felt. You know, somebody say, you know, um, when they pursued, you know, their dream, um, it, this is my exact same sentiment. Like I can live with failure, but I can't live with um, not trying. You know, I cannot live with not knowing if I was ever going to see succeed. And so that's how it was for me. It's like, I, I'm going to try this. I'm going to give it a year or so. If I fail, I fail. At least I tried and I have no regrets. But if I don't at least try, I'm going to regret this for the rest of my life. And so when I made that decision, I was like, okay, this isn't 50 50. I'm all in. You know, I went all in. And it was like that next, I could think I got fired on Thursday, that next Sunday, Monday, I was waking up at 4 30 every single day, starting to build my website, uh, building my logo, um, you know, sending it off to the graphic designer, created like a creative brief, and just doing everything for like the next two or three months to build a company. And, uh, and I think it was maybe from that day, two weeks later, I launched. I had my website done, I had my logo mm-hmm. done, and I was like all in. And I said, you know, because it was sink or swim. It was like, I can either go for a job, and it's going to take about a month or two to kind of get this, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be struggling for money, or I can get on the ground running right now and make things happen. And so that's what I decided to do. And that was the moment right there. It was like, okay, this is it, Lord. You know, I didn't have the courage enough to quit. You kind of shoved me out the door, and I'm going to run with it. And uh, almost two years later, I'm here. You know, it's like I'm we're home. We're not homeless. Bills are paid. Even in a pandemic, <laughs> right. God is providing. You know, so yeah. Um, I'm you know I'm just blessed and grateful. So that's kind of my story. It's kind of long, yeah. but crazy. No, that's that's dope. And thank you for being transparent because you know some people don't want to share all of the ups and downs. You right. know, especially the downs part. Right. You yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying? Because it's like. You know, they want to portray, you know, this life of, you know, everything is successful and everything is great and everything is good all the time. Right. When really in actuality, you know, that's not an accurate, um, you know, depiction of entrepreneurship. You know, everybody, you know, has had failures. And um, that's just awesome the way that you're able to tell that story because it connects with people. Yeah. I was I was, you know, at, at first I was like, well. I don't know if I should share this story, uh, you know, like a, like a, a year ago. Cause I'm like, well, what if I don't make it? I got fired and then I fell out my business. But then I was like, either way, you know, it's still a unique story of like, uh, at least I'm trying, you know? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, I still have levels to get to that I want to get to and grow in my company and as a freelancer, as a cinematographer, but it's like, man, God has provided and I'm grateful. 
And if this is all he has for me, I'm like, I'm, I'm grateful. I get to spend time with family, with my family more. I'm, I work from home and uh, I couldn't ask for more. Like every day is just like to go from the, you know, complete opposite side of the corporate world to now freelancing. It, you know, I've seen both sides. And so I can appreciate, you know, a lot more. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm grateful. Like every single day I get to work for myself. Yeah, I know. It definitely, as an entrepreneur, I feel that my faith, you know what I mean, has is so much stronger just because oh, it's yeah, like, right. you know what I'm saying? When people think that having a job is like a guaranteed paycheck, but that's right, not yeah. true because you can just <laughs> no. get fired, right? Exactly. Um, or a pandemic can happen, you know, like you well, never know. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And when you're an entrepreneur, like nobody's going to fire you unless you fire yourself. Right. You know, and if a client, I guess, fires you, well, then you just go out and get more, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And, uh, I, and I learned that the hard way. There's, you know, job security is not really job security. Um, you know, I feel a lot more safe now than I did, even though I had, I knew what I was making every week. Uh, even though I, you know, I I don't know, you know, how much I'm gonna make, you know, next three months. But it's like I feel a lot safer now because I know I can grind and go get it. You know, if I have to, or even do an odd job. Or, you know, something totally yeah, different yeah. or, yeah. you know, there's so much more opportunity out there. Um, yeah. So, sure. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. So, like, one of the things that I thought was cool that you mentioned is just you were talking about your wife and how when you came home, you know, after, you know, that happened with the job and you guys just cried and you prayed and all mm -hmm. of that. Um, so one of the things that we like to talk about on the podcast, um, and just interviewing several entrepreneurs is that relationship, you know, whether you're married or just, you know, your relationship with your partner, um, you know, and your family and having children and all of that and how that, um, how that kind of can affect, you know, your business. And right. if you don't have that support, it's very hard to make it oh, as yeah. an entrepreneur, um, you know what I'm saying? Oh, in, yeah. in a marriage, because uh, marriage is not easy, you know, right, all, yeah. you know by <laughs> itself. And then right. you add entrepreneurship to it. That ain't easy. You mm -hmm. add parenting to it. That's not easy. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> and all of these different things, you know, need your attention. Yeah. And of and course, you have, you, love you have four kids under four years old. That's not easy. <laughs> see, I, yeah, yeah, see, I'm about half of that. But right. yeah, I still know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. So tell me, like, just how you and your wife have been able to make this work, because your wife's also a business owner, because you right. guys have the daycare, and then you also have your company. So tell me how you guys have been able to make it work with marriage, love, family, and the business. Yeah, I think, I think like, it, our, even our story, our marriage story is, like, just crazy. You know, I met her when I was in high school. Um, I tell people all the time, I met her on MySpace. Like, it's like, I date myself wow. on that. Yeah, I messaged her on MySpace, you know, and we became friends through MySpace. And then we started dating a little bit later. So I, I was 16, she was 15. And so we have a long journey to where God has redeemed us, you know, from high school to college and to getting married. I mean, we probably shouldn't have made it. If it wasn't for our faith, we shouldn't have, we wouldn't have made it because we, we mm -hmm. came to know the Lord in college, like, you know, after living, you know, such you know, crazy times in high school and college, like God like said, okay, you know, I'm gonna take hold of your lives now. And then we had to rebuild a lot of our, our relationship, not even our marriage, but a lot of our relationship. And so I felt like God has really uh, prepared us even for this, because without a strong re relationship or strong marriage and even our communication, I mean, I can tell her anything and everything and, and be direct with her and 
and her the same way as me, it's really helped with um, how, even my anxiety of starting a business or even when I'm in the thick of it. And even financially, I mean, like she literally, she gave me 500 bucks from her daycare as seed money, basically to build my website, get a logo yeah. and start, you know? And she supported me, I mean, from every aspect um, imaginable. And I, I would not, I would not even have tr probably tried to, to, to pursue full-time filmmaking without her. And that's not even a cliche, that's like the truth. And there was times where, you know, my first year in business, I started and then um, I got a couple jobs and then I didn't really realize the, the, the winter months are like just the worst for filmmaking because just mm -hmm. because of the weather and people are out on vacation and things like that. And so um, it was like, you know, December, January, I didn't book anything and it was in the slow even in November. And I'm like, I don't know how we're gonna make it. I was just, I told her, I was like, I have to, I had just purchased a camera. I was like, I have to sell my camera. Like, I, I, I don't mm -hmm. have nothing else to do. Like, I'm really, really considering it. And she believed in me more than I believed in myself. She just laughed it off. Like, yeah, right. You know what I mean? You're crazy. Yeah. You know, like, it's going to pick up. And sooner enough, like, I made a decision, like, you know what? Um, there was a verse in, uh, in Matthew, I believe it's 2332, like, on down. Basically, the verse where it talks about, um, you know, God even provides for the, the birds of the air and um, they neither sow nor reap, but um, God still provides for them. Aren't you, are you, know, are you more valuable than they? Aren't you more valuable than they? Yeah. And uh, so don't worry about, don't be anxious. Don't worry about what you're going to eat, what, you're, what you're, your clothes you're going to wear, because God, you know, seek first the kingdom of God. And so it was right around that same time, like I read that verse and I was really contemplating, like almost giving up, you know, six months in. Mm -hmm. And my wife, you know, gave me a kick in the pants. I read that verse and I was like, you know what? I'm going to trust God for our finances and I'm not going to worry no more. And during that summer, you know, I started making moves too. I started like, I started my YouTube. I started hopping on people's um, film sets for free just to build connections, uh, putting myself out there a little bit more and really getting over the fear of man. And that's when my business started to pick up. Like summer just hit and I just like, I just started booking a ton of shoots. And, um, but it, if it wasn't for my wife to kind of, pushed me, you know, I wouldn't have made it past that and, and then known like the cycle of kind of filmmaking, you know, like uh, the summer mm -hmm. months are really busy, the winter months are slow, because you never know if you quit, you'll never know, you know what I mean? You will never right. know, you What's know, what, the what, side? exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I was really ready to quit. I'm like, well, I can sell my camera, get a few thousand bucks and we can pay for rent, you know, but she was like, no, we'll, we'll make it. We'll make it. God has always provided. And so um, she's always been there for me. And that's how, I mean, she, you know, she's, you know, me and her, we've, we've made it together. We've, we've, so what I said in the beginning is that God's prepped our marriage, like on the relationship of having like a healthy foundation through a lot of trials and tribulations and a lot of sin and a lot of just things that almost broke us, but he rebuilt us. And so then financially, we, we both had to trust on him, trust in him and depend on him. And so I feel like he, in sections, he has prepared us for like, you know, this, and I don't even know what's for the future. Is it for our kids? Is it so they can be entrepreneurs? Who knows? But we're building a foundation, you know, um, and on, on multiple levels to kind mm -hmm. of uh, to, together, you know, to kind of pass down to our kids and, and stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah, long, long answer, you know, but no, that is all good. <laughs> it's real. It, it is, yeah, real, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. my husband, you know, he's the one that had 
you know, pretty much pushed me and encouraged me to start uh, both businesses. My f- very first business, a, a jewelry business that we started, and then this mm-hmm. business now, you know, he's the one ha- that that did that. And, you know, honestly, without him encouraging me and that support, right. I, yeah, I wouldn't have started it, um, especially when you have a family, because mm-hmm, it's hard right, yeah. to, you know what I mean, especially to, you know, we came from the same place and right. the same street and it's like <laughs> literally um, <laughs> yeah literally the same street <laughs> and it's like um just trying to you know look at your parents and how they had you know their job you know and my, my parents they really instilled in me like education is the only thing that you know no one can take away from you so get mm-hmm. that education and so then after that it was like well get a good job so that you can retire, right. you know, from that good job. Right. And there's so much more, you know right. what I mean? Yeah, and, and we don't, and it's like, you don't see that. If you don't see it, you don't know. And so that's why yeah. I, what you're doing, you know, as you curate your, your journey and as you're curating other people's journeys, it's like, you know, you show other women, you show people from where we're from, that uh, there are other things out there, you know, possible. There are other options. Because, you know, I didn't see anybody when I was younger. You know, I didn't see anybody that knew God. I didn't see anybody that had that was an entrepreneur unless they was drug dealers, to be honest with you, you know. And yeah, yeah. so we we kind of pursue them. Their ceiling is what we see. And so I, that's why I'm very passionate even about sharing my journey on social media, through my YouTube, Instagram, whatever, because I want, you know, the next, you know, you know, young filmmaker from Topeka, from even the inner city to know that, OK, that's an option. That's possible. You know, if he can do it, right. I can do it. So it's right, important, right. you know? Yeah, it's totally, totally. So that leads me, you know, to our next question is, uh, what does it mean to you to be a minority business owner? Yeah, I mean, so even, I mean, even like you, multi-ethnic, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm Mexican, I'm Black, and I'm Native, and uh, just a melting pot of cultures in my household. Um, I grew up um, mo- mostly with my Black family, my mom's mm-hmm. side my cousins, uh, even in it, even my school, inner city, like it was me- like, like it was Mexican and it was black and black. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I was on like the black side cause I didn't speak Spanish, you know? Um, yeah. and so that's kind of the culture that I grew up and to, I take a lot of pride even like, um, be, almost because of my children, you know, my children, I want to teach my children the same thing the same way that my mother instilled in us, you know, she took us to powwows, Native American. She made, we made sure that we knew our n- Native heritage. And um, my father made sure that, you know, we were proud Mexicans, you know? Yeah. Um, and so as a, you know, minority entrepreneur, especially in my field, there's not a ton of us. There, even in the film industry, just in, just in general, the right. history of cinema uh, started with, racism like the first blockbuster was the birth of a nation which was um a kkk propaganda film and they and they even showed that at film school you know which is crazy and so even being a a minority cinematographer um video production owner i take pride with that i and i even i'm even conscious about the crews that i hire you know the people that i Mm -hmm. help you know as assistants and grips and PAs and things like that. My crew, I want that. I want my crew to be um, diverse. 
And because right. I, I want to even give opportunities to people, you know, like myself that normally wouldn't get those opportunities. And so it's something that I'm very conscious about. Even in my black ancestry, um, I'm very conscious about um, the history of America. You know, I made sure I, you know, studied and read books on just how we got here and how we can get, you know, progress moving forward. And so it's yeah. it's a it's something that I take uh, great pride in. It's something that um, even people that the last shoot that I was on, it was for a corporate company, and we were doing uh, actually a set of videos for their mission for diversity. And they even noticed, so like, you know, they said, you know, I love how diverse your crew is. Like, I've never seen a film crew that this diverse. And I said, thank you. You know, this is something that I'm very conscious about. And it's very important to me. And so I think, uh, like we were just saying, if it's, if, if we're visible, then other people like us, where we came from, um, similar situations can know that it's possible. And so that's why I'm, I'm that's, that's the whole reason why even I started YouTube, because I wanted younger people to come from the place where I'm come come from, and be, people like me to see, you know, someone who is pursuing this avenue that um, there's not a lot of people like me in, you know. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's something yeah. that's very important and something I'm very conscious about. Yeah, yeah, that that is very very true. You know, just um, we're in Kansas, <laughs> you right, know. Right. Yeah, However. Yeah. A1 films, they travel all over the world, right, all over the country. Right. You Just know, got back but from California we, before the pandemic. Yes, yes. <laughs> I saw I saw I saw your I think it was your Instagram story and yeah. that looked pretty luxurious where you it was. <laughs> it was top notch. I filmed Kurt Russell and Goldie Hahn. They were members of this country wow. club. Yeah. So it was like the elite of the elite on the West Coast Country Club. It was really like plush. It was nice. Yeah, I was like, okay. Right. So, you know, <laughs> you know, headquarters here in Kansas, but definitely traveling all over. That's that's just that's awesome. And I'm so glad that you're here on on this podcast. So Yeah, and that's um, why we relate so well, you know, and that's why uh, I'm I'm glad even when I first went uh full time, you reached out to me and you said, "Hey, I want I I'm looking for people, you know, to work with not only with that has a skill, but also is is diverse." And so I appreciate you even reaching out to me, extending that to me and uh, that's encouraged yeah. me, you know, um, along the way. So I thank you for that. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, the spirit of collaboration, you know what I mean? It's so important when it comes to entrepreneurship. Um, I know that, you know, it sounds cliche, but you know, you're better together. I think that that's definitely a theme, you know, for entrepreneurship um, and to be able to partner with people and especially being able to partner with you where, you know, it's another minority owned business and we can come together and work together uh, right. versus, you know what I mean? Not working together, mm -hmm. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know? So um, Adrian, can you tell us just kind of uh, what do you feel is the importance of collaboration when it comes to being a creative and an entrepreneur? Well, for me, as a freelance cinematographer, which which is the lane that, um, you know, there's A1 films, there's direct-to-client work, and then as a freelance cinematographer, it's almost as its own industry. It's almost its own lane. And so as a cinematographer, I have to collaborate with directors, with producers, with agencies in order to to get any business. Like, you know, and at the same time, you know, these producers and directors are looking for talented cinematographers who work well, who they work well with, and who can, you know, not only do the job, execute it, you know, correctly, but also um, come into an environment 
and and be um, well spoken or come into an environment and be able to adapt to any situation. And so that's for me. I think I've I've benefited greatly from working with different companies and being in so many different situations and and filming and interviewing so many different types of people, uh, millionaires to healthcare workers to um, you know in my documentary. Um, you know, young students and, and just having a, a, a variety of situations. Um, I bring that to, to, to an agency or I bring that to a director or I bring that to a, to a producer to where they can trust me. And um, the way I see business, I, I have like a biblical principle of how I do everything. But with my business, I want to love and serve people. Like that is like my number one thing. I, I know that I can, um, you know, light up a room and make it look pretty. But I want the experience to be one that's like you can't get nowhere else or or like you leave and it's a friendship. It's a relationship. It's not, you know, I show up and do a service for you. So collaboration for me is just like loving and serving people. And and the most of the time, my clients, I'm doing videos for their clients. And so I have to, you know, so it's another level of I have to make sure that I come correct. And not only in executing the lighting and the and the framing and the setups, but uh, making sure that I don't uh, embarrass them, you know, in front of their clients in any way. And so um, it's a it's a big trust, um, but at the same time, it's it's um, I built a lot of relationships. I mean, way more relationships than I have uh, before I started full time freelancing. You know, right, right. And so it's it's really relationship based. My my businesses, um, it's you know. You know, I've worked with somebody, I've worked with a director, I met him for breakfast and we just hit it off. And he, without even seeing my work, he was like, you know what? I have two shoots next week, Wait, are you available? And so he hired me right there on the spot for two shoots for like the MLB network, for the NFL network, without even seeing any of my work. And it's it's because, you know, uh, we related and we were personable and we and we were friends, you know, we hit it off just like that. And so, um, and there, you know, there are some people who, kind of take a different approach who might be a little standoffish or might think that they're above things, but that's just not going to work. It, it may work. I mean, maybe at certain levels, but it's not going to work. Not in my industry for a long time because people mm-hmm. were travels. If, if you're not fun to be around or um, if you're not a good person to be around on set, you know, you're probably not going to get hired, you know, for that, for that company yeah. in the future. And yeah, so, well, I can attest to that because we've had some long shoots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, it's so it's so personable. Like, shoot, sometimes I'll spend, you know, two, three days with people, and it's like you have mm-hmm. to be able to trust people and relate to, or, like, get along with them and, and know how yeah. to just kind of be in different environments. It's it's uh, very relational, my business is. Yeah, I mean, and trust, and, I mean, you it, it kind of frames the idea of you are your brand, you know, right, in a yeah. whole, you know, new light, because even, even for us, you know, we know when we work with a one, like we know we're going to get top notch quality, you know, right, and yeah. I tell my clients that, you know, before we even bring you on and after the experience is over. Yeah. You know, and I'm not just saying that because, you know, we work together, but just seriously, like um, we did a shoot, um, I guess it was towards the end of last year um, where Sedman Graham was, you know, um, speaking here in Manhattan, Kansas, out of all places, mm-hmm, you know, right. Oprah's uh, Sedman. And, you know, that was a, a long shoot, you know, the whole day, basically. And, um, you know, everyone, every time we work with you, 
you know, our clients are always saying, you know, yeah, we really like, we really like that Adrian. Like he, he knows his stuff, you know, he was top notch, he's professional and they haven't even seen anything. I mean, this is just literally right after the shoot. Right, they haven't yeah. seen anything yet. So, um, you know, I think that that really speaks to your professionalism. Um, and it also speaks to the experiences that you got to have before you became an entrepreneur. Right, right. You know, yeah. And I think that sometimes people want to just jump, you know, straight mm -hmm. into it. And I'm not saying that that's wrong, but you do sometimes those experiences that you got in corporate, in the corporate world, working for other people, you can apply that, you know, to your business. Definitely. So, well, you know, oh, yeah. I, I can remember um, I had my, my first job was at Sheridan's Frozen Custard in Topeka on 29th. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my coach, uh, Coach Byersfield, my assistant coach at high school, hooked me up with the job. He owned it. And so uh, first time I applied, I actually didn't get it. So I'm like, what happened? Like the manager didn't <laughs> like me. So I applied like that next summer and I actually got the job. Different manager. He was cool. Um, but I remember talking to his wife. His, his, his wife, is, uh, his, her name is Gay. And so she, I was, Gay brought me to the office. She said, um, she asked me a question. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, she corrected me. She was like, in a business environment, you say yes, you don't say yeah. And I was like, yes, yes, ma'am. You know, and I, that just stuck with yeah. me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she, and some, somebody might take that offensive. You know what I mean? I was what, 16, 17 at the time. But, you know, those little experiences helped me understand like that there is a different environment where you have to um, relate in a different way. And, and, and that helped me in getting my first job out of college in the corporate world, knowing that like, yeah, I, I might, I come from Holland park and I might have a grandma that I speak with, with my friends, but that, but that doesn't mean that I'm, you know, I have a master's degree, you know, that doesn't mean that um, I'm the stereotypical um, what you might see on TV or something like, you know, very professional. And I had a, and, and like you said, taking those experiences, even from that very first experience, um, having people kind of like show me the way in, in a small way um, has helped me as an entrepreneur. And um, even when I was at those jobs and we were, uh, you know, we would bring in speakers, I would like take notes because I wouldn't, I knew that I was going to use that one someday with my own business, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, and so it just every yeah all my experiences have have really prepared me almost fast tracked me to um, to the time I am now to where I can I can run my own operation and, mm -hmm. and be comfortable you know in mm -hmm. in so many different situations. So and it's a it, God yeah. thing too. You yeah. just have to look back and be like, wow, God, you know what I mean? Like at the time, a lot of times when you're in it, you don't understand why you're moving from this job to this job. And you know what I mean? Why, the, you know, things are right. going the way that they're right, going. Yeah. But then when you're able to reflect back, it's like, okay, I see why you did. I see why that happened that way. Cause I needed these, you know, building blocks in order to get to where I'm at now. So. Oh yeah. That's, and that's, that is something that, um, that's like an advice that, that I give people that even aren't Christians or, um, it's just, it's, it's the truth and, and my journey, especially, especially stepping into this entrepreneurship, um, not knowing the future, not knowing how it's going to play out and still not knowing how the next months are going to play out. Uh, there's a scripture that I even, um, my wife and I kind of mem help memorize with my daughter and with my son. And it's, um, I forget where it's at, but it's called, it's trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding, acknowledge him in all yeah. your ways. and He'll make sure your past. If we just acknowledge God in our journey, 
like he's gonna you know he's he already knows what's gonna happen he's gonna like you know make the path for us we just have to acknowledge him for it and so that's that's how i've kind of maneuvered you know this uh entrepreneurship journey is is placing my faith in god and whether whereas when there's times that's uncertain you know i go back to the lord and i you know and i acknowledge him and even decisions that i make i'm like okay i pray for it first because i want to acknowledge him first and he's going to make that path straight um you know what i mean so yeah. it is it is a very much um i say that when i speak to you know i went to a high school and spoke in front of some kids a couple months ago and that's what i told them you know like um if my faith is very very much um kind of in the mix of everything that I do 100%. Mm-hmm. And so without yeah. it, I can't, I can't separate the two. You know, I can't give you an answer and you separate my faith. No, it's like I'm led by my faith. And that's one of the things too, that I enjoy about entrepreneurship is, you know, previously, the, you know, my first career straight out of college was journalism. And so being a journalist um, and the type of reporter that I was news reporter, yeah you know, you really have to separate, you know what I mean? Right, yeah, yeah. Because of ethics, you have to be able to separate, you know, politics and religion and all of this from what you're, what you're doing as a reporter. And one of the things I love in entrepreneurship is I can, you know what I mean? Express right, my yeah. faith and exactly, you know what, yeah. you know, and let it be what it is. This is me, take me for who I am. You know what I'm right. saying? And that yeah. has just been, uh, very freeing you know for me too yeah i can't i can't separate the two to be honest with you you know because i i would be not i would i would not be i would not be genuine myself and then i would like be lying you know because those it's it is a testimony it is i have to give glory to god because without that i would not be telling the truth um and that's yeah. the only way that i know how, how i've gotten here you know uh yeah year and a half later still here <laughs> you know so yeah that's that is amazing and so one of the other questions that i had was just what was a moment in your business where you felt you were pursuing your passion and calling that moment where you're just like yeah god this is what i'm supposed to be doing i know this is what i'm supposed to be doing i think um there's one kind of when i look back and then there's a second one where i'm like uh it was kind of like yes you know kind of like definitive so when i look back i think that it was when um I was waking up when I first started my business and decided, okay, this is it. I'm going all in. Uh, I was waking up gladly at 4:30 in the morning and like going to sleep at like you know 11:30 after working you know all day. And I was I was happy again to 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 work. I was happy again to wake up and do what I love to do, which is create, which is do my, doing my own thing without anybody telling me what to do. And that's when I knew I'm like this feels right. You know, this doesn't feel wrong. This feels right. And when before I was like dreading going to work, which sucks, you know, which, mm. which nobody, I mean, there are probably people listening to this that may be dreading going to work right now. Yeah. But, um, you know, even in that, you know, I had to learn how to be content. I had to be, how do I be content, but still ambitious? You know, um, how do I yeah. be content with God where he has me right now? Um, but I knew that when I started pursuing, you know, when I went full time, even when I wasn't even making no money, you know, I was just kind of building the thing. It was like, this feels so good. And I'm so happy. And God answered that prayer. He doesn't have to, but he did. I was, you know, a month ago, I was literally like dreading, like, what am I to do? I don't, I know I'm not supposed to be here. And then later on, like, I'm like, you know, this is where I'm supposed to be. 
And so yeah. that was kind of um, like night and day, you know, it was like, okay, this, if this doesn't work out, man, I, I was just like, man, I hope this works out because I love this. I love working for myself and I love putting in the work. I love grinding. And then um, another part was probably like last summer, I got my first like big check from a big job, my biggest job, uh, you know, to, to date to that, to, uh, at that time. And mm -hmm. I just checked the mail. I got like the deposit and I'm just like, oh my goodness, I wanted to frame it, you know? And it just felt good. And like, I, you know, I'm providing for my family, you know, and, mm -hmm. and there, there are people that value my work enough to pay me, um, you know, well. And so that was another time where I'm like, you know, you know, the next two months, I don't have to worry about going and finding a job. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, so uh, kind of those moments, little moments like that make me realize like, this is it, you know, this, I'm grateful, you know, like. I'm not trying to be next Steven Spielberg, even though that would be great. You know, I'm glad to to what um, to where I am. You know, I'm glad. I'm 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 content. So hey, you just getting started, brother. I know. Yeah, I feel the same way. Thank you. Yes, <laughs> yes. So um, I thought it was interesting you're talking about value, and I think that that is something too that maybe um, and and maybe I might be wrong, but I do feel like as minorities sometimes, especially not seeing this entrepreneur lifestyle and not, um, you know what I mean, being around, you know, negotiations happening and stuff. I think about my son and my oldest son, and he hears conversations that we have in the house. I mean, we're having mm -hmm. business conversations about contracts and, and negotiation and, you know, whether to walk away from something. And those are not the type of conversations I heard in my house. Although, you know, right. definitely my parents taught me about hard work. I definitely learned work ethic from my right. parents, but I wasn't hearing that kind of, kind of you know, business talk in the household. Mm -hmm. And so for us, sometimes uh, just being able to run a business and understand our value and our mm -hmm. worth can sometimes right. be a challenge. Um, you know, and that doesn't even, that's not even, doesn't even have anything to do with race. It's also with economics, right. you know, with socioeconomic status. So can mm -hmm. you kind of tell us, what how you were able to kind of you know tackle that uh, challenge as an entrepreneur of just being able to know your worth put it out there and you know be able to gain clients that that value it yeah I think I think it's um I think it's kind of two things for me I mean it's a lot of things but the first time when I realized that um I'm more valuable than I'm getting paid for was the when I was ending when I was nearing like the end of my first full-time job like i was happy to get you know uh forty thousand dollars gross you know and um right out of college so happy and then you know blood a year and a half later i seen we were hiring we we're outsourcing um you know the bigger videos to um a freelancer to a, a separate independent production company and they were making like you know i think it was like 12 grand for one video and i'm like hold up i'm i'm, yeah. I'm you know I'm popping out like three videos a month for like, right. you know, $3,000 a month or whatever it was. And this dude's getting paid 12. So that's when it was like, that's like when I talk about not knowing, you know, and not seeing what could be, I saw what could be. I'm like, okay, I, I can do maybe better or it's just as good as work as this individual, you know, no knock. I, I really appreciate other people's work, but I'm like, I started thinking about my value and I started thinking like, if I cut up the middleman, which is this company, I could be that outsourced person, you know, that when there are special projects, you come and hire me. And so that was my first started kind of the ticking in my brain. 
And then it was a situation in my job where like, I just felt kind of taken advantage of my time was, you know, taken advantage of. I had like stayed like, you know, t- through two, three nights, you know, till midnight. Yeah, you get on that salary. And, yeah, uh, you know, and I just like, <laughs> this is not cool, you know? And so um, yeah. taking that into, you know, entrepreneurship, knowing like, it was like, like when that happened, like my mind had forever changed. It's like, okay, this, this is no longer just like, oh, I'm just happy to be here. It's like, no, I am an employee and I'm doing a service for a job. And um, am I being valued at that? And I even went to the boss and I got a raise because I'm like, look, this is what I brought to the company. I've elevated, you know, the whole video production, you know, the way we do things, I've changed it. I want that to reflect in my paycheck. And I asked him, you know, and I was like studying Dave Ramsey. How do you ask for a raise? How do you, you know, I'm praying about it. And um, mm-hmm. they gave me a good raise, you know, but it, it still wasn't, I was like, you know what? It's still not enough, you know? And I'm, and I realized like, it's never, it's not going to be enough until I, until I start my own thing. But that was like the beginning of it. And then, um, you know, fast forward to entrepreneurship. I took on like a few uh, kind of just small jobs just to kind of, you know, get my feet wet and, and just, just to get some work, you know, $300 here. I think, I think I took a $150 job to like edit like an animation or whatever. And then um, I just remembered that like, hold up, my time is way more valuable than this, you know, like, I needed set rates. I needed to set a standard. And so it was almost like going through bad experiences and then coming out on the other side of like, oh, hold up, like, let's reassess this. And then, mm-hmm. um, you know, getting feedback from clients, getting feedback from people who are checking out my website, checking out my work. And um, a lot of my branding kind of speaks for itself. And it, it shows the value that I can bring just not even talking to me or even assessing my prices. It's like, good branding for me has done that. It's like elevated me to a, a position to where like I have leverage because if you come, you know, and, and you're you know, pursuing my uh, services, you know, just right off the back, just from seeing the work that it's going to cost. And so I, you know, not that I overprice, but I, I do, um, I've, I've said no to a lot of smaller jobs, you know, now that I've understood yeah. what my value is. And it's kind of, you have to go and go through it. You have to kind of realize like, you know, I had a friend I'm kind of mentoring and I'm telling him like, um, bro, you need to up your prices like at least $1,500. You know, he'll take on a, uh, like a, a longer project for like 500 bucks and, or he used to, and um, just telling him like, but you know, I was like, okay, do it. You'll see how you feel in like the next two to three weeks. And then he, then he'll realize like the same way I realized, like I spent a ton of time on this. This is, I, you know, I lost money doing this, you know? And so it's just kind of experience kind of going through it um and and just just kind of even uh assessing your market you know what are other people charging what are other cinematographers charging for their day rates for their editing rates um and so online communities has helped with that kind of assessing my rates and things like that with other filmmakers and uh cinematographers so it's kind of trial and error you know you get burned a couple times and you realize okay if you're smart enough i need to change and i need to like truly value my, my work and if and i tell people this you know like you know, even when I send a proposal, you like, let me know if we'll be a good fit. If even, even before the proposal, like I may, you know, I would love to get more details about the project to see if I'm a good fit for you and you're a good fit for me. Cause sometimes it's just not a good fit and that's okay. Yeah. Before you waste any time because yeah, like money, that right? is totally okay. <laughs> exactly. That is totally okay. If you're not a good fit for each other. Um, and that's something that I had to learn. And that's just something that I think I learned just through experience of kind of being in it, of like learning, like, you know what, that project, 
um, unless it's like a really cool project that's gonna add kind of value to me, like I get to light it cool, we'll put all the production towards the lighting, the cameras, and it's gonna look good on my reel, you know, something like that, I'll take it for really cheap. You know what I mean? But um, it, yeah, has, to, it has to be the boss and you get to You get to make those decisions. And yeah. sometimes, you know, even like you were saying, passion projects and things like that, right, I mean, right. you get to decide how you're gonna do that. Exactly. Um, and so I just had a couple more questions uh, for you, Adrian. Um, so one of the things, you know, that we work together on is, I mean, we are a social media marketing company. So we help our, you know, clients um, look good on social media, build their social media presence. And I will say that the clients that we've been able to work together with, you know, the visuals that you've been able to produce, you know, that we're able to use, um, you know, in different ways on social media has been tremendous for their business. Matter of fact, with Open Minds, um, the video that we did together um, for them and that you DP'd that project, um, they actually had a couple in New York City that was moving to the Kansas City area and they mm -hmm. were searching for childcare you know, facilities uh, in the area and they ran across their Facebook page and they ran awesome. across that video yeah. and they decided to enroll their kids based off of seeing that video. Wow, they had it, yeah. it had all the information they needed and, yeah. and it showed everything and it really yeah. captured the essence of yeah, who they awesome. are. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And so can you just like tell, you know, maybe business owners, uh, aspiring business owners who are um, listening today, just kind of what is the importance of, you know, quality video when it comes mm -hmm. to, you know, selling your, your brand? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's twofold. I think some people think like video as in like just the quality of what it looks like you know, professional, but I think even the way I see A1 Films and the way that even with how you conduct your business, it's more than just, anybody can like take a nice photo or even like just kind of shoot proper video, but the connection is through the story. And so if you can have both like excellence, um, you know, visual, you know, uh, uh, quality, you know, mix with the storytelling with that connective tissue that kind of brings us all together as human beings, that's when you're starting to connect with your audience or the people that you're um, not even, it's like a soft sale, not even trying to sell to, but the people that you're trying to connect with. And so that's what video does. And when it do, when it's done well, it, it moves people, you know, it moves people to action, it moves people to cry, it moves people to do whatever, you know, um, it's caused to do, but great video marketing does that and and um even when you know i had a, I had a friend who kind of explained it like this even even with pricing it's like well you know it's like buying a home you know you can spend you know a certain amount of money and you can get you know a smaller home you know that's within your budget but if you want to open the budget and like live in a nice house yeah it's going to cost that much like and that's what video production is it's like um you know you might you know go with a video production company that can bring you a nice home it's going to be smaller it's going to be a little bit but if you really want to you know kind of mm -hmm. take it to the next level you you are going to have to kind of you know pay for a premium or invest. if not like yeah it's an investment invest that's a great word and so that's what video does for people and that's that's like as a storyteller as a filmmaker that's what i love i mean i absolutely love like just blowing people's minds with like when it when 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 i provide a video that um showcases who they are because that's what it, i'm really trying to do i'm trying to showcase who you are and what your brand does and, and because that's 
that's what that storytelling aspect that's what connects people to your brand and so yeah. that's what great video marketing does for people and that's that's my favorite thing to do is just to like kind of hear their um reaction to something that i've created or something that i've shot or something you know because um even when i'm doing cinematography and you and you know this because i when we collaborate um i you know even though you're the director and the producer you'll ask me is there anything that you know you, any questions oh, that yeah. you might think and then i you know there's something that i'm like you know what yeah there is like how did that you know and, and i'll even add my little kind of um to pull out just a little bit more of that human side that will drive yeah. that video to the next level you know yeah you're you're absolutely right about that and that again the spirit of collaboration you know what i'm right. saying because some people you know they can't step off of their uh you know role assigned role you know what i mean right, to yeah. be able to you know uh allow feedback from other people because it makes the whole project better you know when you have yeah. more minds coming together yeah and, I, and yeah. there's so and like even nowadays there's so many people that have like great cameras and, and the equipment because it's it's getting more accessible but there's yeah. not a lot of people that are like driving that storytelling aspect and it's a skill and there's not a lot of people that can tell yeah. that story and that's where i feel honestly i feel not to kind of sell my brand or whatever i honestly feel like um i wanted to start my own business and and and, and uh you know my a1 films company i want to separate myself by do, telling great stories because there's it's it's not a lot of people telling great stories there's a lot of people giving great visuals a lot of people can can do that but there's not a lot of people that can tell a story authentically and it be genuine and that's what i try to do that's what that's my main mission is to tell genuine mm -hmm. stories and at the same time i wanted to look like a steven spielberg movie you know i wanted to look yeah. great you know um yeah. that's just like an added bonus but that storytelling is the that connection that really drives um you know a marketing piece yeah yeah totally i i agree with you a hundred percent um so kind of my, our last like wrap up and we always ask people um you know that we've had on the podcast because we know that we have aspiring entrepreneurs listening to it uh, we've gotten messages from people who have listened to the podcast and just stumbled across it and have literally said you know they were in a spot where they were trying to decide mm -hmm. you know what are they really, what is their real purpose? They felt like the job they're in is like a dead end job. And, and what are they really supposed to be doing and being right. able to um, listen to the stories of other entrepreneurs who are out here doing it mm -hmm. uh, is really inspiring and empowering to people. And so oh, yeah. um, right now we're in a situation with COVID-19, uh, you know, we don't really know, you know, when the end of this is going to be. And just being realistic, I mean, we're really surrendering, you know, all right, of the control. Yeah. Um, and us believers, you know, is really surrendering, um, you know, to God and what right. his plan is, because we don't know, you know, things keep changing. You know, our stay at home orders for the state of Kansas just got extended, yeah. you know, a couple more weeks and who knows what's going to happen within the next few weeks. So kind of what is your advice as far as, you know, aspiring entrepreneurs who are thinking about it and with it being kind of a scary time to some people to be in business, like what is your advice for people right now? And like, how have you, um, how are you weathering this storm right now as an entrepreneur? Yeah, it, it's like, it's crazy for me that it's like, you know, even that question is like, there's a pre pandemic question 
and then there's a post-pandemic question, you know, and it's like <laughs> that we live in this world that we have to like, you know, answer that question. It's like post-apocalyptic, pre-apocalyptic, you know, like a movie. Yeah. But um, yeah. but pre-apocalyptic, I would say, uh, you know, anyone starting a business, like the things that I've learned is like humility. I mean, I think I think you can take that into every aspect of your of any business is is uh, not being afraid of what people think not being afraid of what people think on social media, um, not being afraid of taking that chance and taking that risk, because you might fail. A prideful person will not take those risks if, they're not, you know, if there's um, a high chance of failure because they don't want to look bad. And um, I've learned a lot of humility of just like putting almost forcefully, you know, it's like, okay, I can either like be scared to try to do this thing or I can feed my family if it works out. Like, which one do you want? You know, so it's like, um, leaning on my faith and, and, and trust in God and, and really being humble and thinking of others first. That's what true humility is, is thinking of other people first. It's putting yourself in the back and putting the interests of others first. And so humility, I think, would be that, that number one kind of, uh, you know, not a strategic thing, not a, you know, oh, do this, you know, first, and, and, then, you, and then you start your business. It's like a, a self thing because when you're starting a business, it's very personal. You learn a lot about yourself. And those, one of the things, um, being humble and not being afraid of what other people think is going to help people um, put yourself out there, reach out to clients, um, potential clients, reach out to people that you want to collaborate with, um, reach out to people that you want to ask questions, you know, in your industry. I think that's one of the most important things that I've learned in my journey. And I, I continue to learn. And when I, um, when, you know, when, when there are times where I'm anxious about, put myself out there or trying something new it's like okay I just remember what you know how it worked out for me you know hopping on somebody's film set for free and meeting new people and where I am now from literally posting YouTube videos and building new relationships or something you know so it's so that's a big thing and and um so that's why I would say to any aspiring entrepreneur is like just assess where you're at and if if you're you you got to eat some humble pie like you're going to like you just yeah. you're either, either going to be forced into it or you can like do it the easy way and just kind of from the jump like okay I know I'm going to fail here and there but you know I'm going to grow and so um sometimes it's, the only way you can grow in that is is actually doing it is making that leap and actually doing it um and then I would say even even now the way that I'm weathering like honestly I'm not doing anything different because like all everything that I'm uh everything that I had planned is postponed everything that I was doing has like come to a halt a screeching halt and what I've done is just making sure that I'm communicating with my clients that I have shoots with um you know whenever the economy opens up just uh even reaching out to friends that I've made former clients that I've did work with I'm like hey is everything I got you know some friends and some clients in New York and I reached out to them like hey you know I know New York is getting hit bad right now. How are you guys doing? Just checking up on you. Not even anything about business, just kind of on a relationship aspect. Mm -hmm. And so making sure that yeah. I'm kind of communicating with um, uh, the clients that I do have videos um, kind of that are now postponed. Po postponed. And also um, kind of staying curating just a little bit. Honestly, I've, I've been uninspired, to be honest with you. Like this whole, I mean, what has it been? Like a month and a half or something? I've been like, as a creative, I've really been uninspired just because there's so much that's going on. People are suffering, people's families are suffering. And so it's hard for me. I don't want to be insensitive. You know what I mean? I don't want to be 
you know, you know, the world's going crazy and then, yeah, hey, look at my Facebook post or something. You know what I mean? Like, unless, unless I'm adding value to somebody's life or unless I'm encouraging. Um, so I've kind of slowed down just on that, just, just because we're just in times that we've never been in and just to be kind of sensitive to the situation. Yeah. But um, I was telling Mark the other day, like, um, I've, and we've gone through like this, like, obviously you go through anxiety. I have four children to provide for a wife. Um, her business is still going and we're being really safe with that, with the parents and with kids. Um, so there is, there's been a lot of anxious times, but again, I go back on my faith. I've kind of uh, built a stronger relationship with God, like through this, where there was a dry season. Uh, like now I'm like, okay, I, I, you know, Lord, you've always provided for us and it's not going to stop now, no matter what you knew this was going to happen. Uh, just this year, the start of this year, I was having the best year that I've ever had, like the month of January, February, and March was going to be crazy. Like literally the best kind of two month span that I was going to have. And then this happened, bam, stopped everything. But, and I look back, I'm like, okay, well that happened because God knew that, you know, our finances was going to come to a halt. So, you know, that's why I had the best start of my year, you know, that I've had so far. Um, mm -hmm. And so really, really we're just kind of like everybody else kind of, um, I'm kind of content with, I, I want to wait this thing out because I don't want to, you know, um, I don't want my family to get sick or endanger anybody else. And so I'm kind of mm -hmm. just kind of, I'm kind of content with like my summer's probably, you know, done <laughs> as far as filming goes. Um, I do plan on doing some uh, passion projects, kind of like just quarantine, like my wife, myself, um, just to kind of, kind of creatively have an outlet and kind of keep my kind of face out there. Um, but I also plan to use this time to um, ramp up some more YouTube stuff to curate and, and um, help people, you know, tips and tricks on filmmaking and uh, even on life stuff. So um, I'm going to start that next week, actually. I kind of took a month to like, just like sit in it, you know, um, right. and be patient. And so now uh, I'm, I'm kind of motivated. And this this is kind of like the start of like motivating me to like, okay, next week I got to like get to work and come up with some ideas and curate and kind of, cause this is kind of like the new normal now, you know, that we had to kind of yeah. sit through it and see what it was going to happen. This is kind of the new normal. So we have to try to get back to business, you know? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, uh, Adrian, I really appreciate you taking the time to be on our podcast, Educated. I think uh, definitely for our listeners, it was a treat to be able to hear from you. And is there anything else that you want to add? Um, not really. I think we talked about a lot. So yeah, I, I, yeah, I appreciate you having me on. I really enjoyed enjoyed uh, speaking to you, and I hope I just hope that you know if one person is encouraged by my story or the things that we talked about, that'd be great. Yeah, I know they will. I know you inspire me. So um, thank you Likewise. again for. Likewise. For sure. Thank you again for being on the show. And um, thank you to the listeners for listening. Please uh, definitely subscribe to our podcast if you have not subscribed already. Um, definitely follow us on social media at SEG Media Collective. You can find all of our information there about not only about the podcast, but about our services. And until next time.